Brothers and elders, friends, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us witness this beautiful month of the Hijjah. Wherein there are so much of blessings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed so much of virtue in this month of the Hijjah, and especially the first ten nights, ten days of this month. Allah in the Quran says, وَالْفَجْرِ وَلَيَالِ Allah takes a qasama oath by dawn. And then He says, by the oaths of the ten nights. Mufassirin ulama mentioned the ten nights here referring to the ten nights of the month of Dhul Hijjah. There is a discussion amongst the ulama muhaqqiqin. Some of them say the ten nights and ten days of Dhul Hijjah are even more auspicious than the month of Ramadan. We all know the virtue of the month of Ramadan. How much of virtue, how much of rahmat and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends in the month of Ramadan. The month of the Qur'an, the month wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the local mahfud. So, so much of blessings, Allah's mercy, Laylatul Qadr is in that month also. But despite this, some ulama of the opinion that the first ten days and nights of Dhul Hijjah are even more auspicious than the month of Ramadan. And the are fulfilled in this ten days of, in this, in these ten days. The rituals of Hajj are performed in these 10 days. Qurbani is performed in this month. People are fasting also. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has even taken an oath and qasam in the Quran on these 10 nights. Others of the opinion that know the month of Ramadan is more superior. Whatever the case is, these 10 days, 10 nights are very auspicious in the life of a believer. And a person should take the opportunity and maximize and use this to the best of his ability. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala generally, is, we know that his kalam is the most truthful. Me and you, if we want to emphasize something we are saying, then we will take an oath. We will take a qasam on something. On Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding whatever we are speaking about. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his kalam is the most truthful. Who can be more truthful in speech than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is the reason for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take a qasam and oath? Alama mentioned one of the reasons is that to explain the importance of something to us. There's no need for Allah to take an oath. But to explain the importance of something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes a qasam and oath. That is why Allah has taken an oath on these ten nights. Very auspicious days, very auspicious nights. Rasulullah Wasallam mentions that يَعْدِلُ الصِّيَامِ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ مِنْهَا بِصِيَامِ سَنَةٍ Rewayat of Sahih Muslim. Nabi Wasallam mentions that the fasting on each one of these ten days, excluding the tenth, which is the day of Eid, fasting is not permissible, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, person is not permitted to fast on these days. But from the first to the ninth, a person keeps one one rosa every day, then the reward will be equal to the fasting of one year. Fasting on each one of these nine days is equal in reward to the fasting of one year. And besides that day of Arafah, that has a separate reward has been mentioned in the hadith. There Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu said Nabi Salaam has mentioned that Ahtasibu ala Allahi that I have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the fasting of Arafah, that Siyam Yawm Arafah 
That it will remove the sins, it will expiate the sins of the year preceding it and the year after. So that's the reward for fasting on the 9th of Dhul Hijjah, the day of Arafah. So whoever from amongst us has the strength, has the ability, make this intention that we will keep some roza inshallah. That we will try to fast. The fast are very short, mashallah, it's winter. This is ghanimat for a believer. That you know, the fast starts at half past five in the morning and finishes at about five o'clock in the evening, even less than twelve hours we are fasting. So Allah is so merciful. And then the night is so long also that a person can involve himself in ibadah. And for this also there is virtue mentioned in the hadith. Again Abu Hurairah reports that Nabi Sallallahu mentions that a person who livens the nights of the first ten nights of the Hijjah then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless him with the reward of Laylatul Qadr. For every night, from the first of Dhul Hijjah right till the tenth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless him with the reward of making ibadah in Laylatul Qadr. We all know in the month of Ramadan, and perhaps many of us search for the night of Qadr. There are so many conflicting riwayat from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa There's so many opinions of ulama regarding when the night of Qadr is. Some say that it is not only in Ramadan, could travel throughout the year. Others say no, in Ramadan, any time in the month of Ramadan. Others of the opinion, no, last ten nights. Then from amongst them, those who say any of those ten nights. Then odd nights, some say the even nights also. So there's so much of confusion regarding the exact night of Qadr, the exact specification of the night of Qadr. But despite this, when it comes to the first ten nights of the month of Dhul Hijjah, there the hadith of Rasulullah is so clear that a person who makes ibadah on any of these ten nights, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him the reward of Laylatul Qadr. Just imagine. So merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one is fasting on these days, the other is spending these nights in ibadah. Besides that, the hadith mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves when a person increases that these are the days of the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person should increase in what we term as third kalima. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. Any free time a person is walking, moving up and down, going to work, coming back home. He is walking on the street, then you should increase this tasbih. Recite Subhanallah. When a person says Subhanallah, what is the meaning? Generally, we translate it Glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this doesn't fulfill the true, true meaning of this Subhan. Subhan tasbih means to declare Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala free from every fault. So when we are saying Subhanallah, keep this in mind that you are saying that, Oh Allah, you are free of all faults. I am full of fault, but you are free of all faults. Then the person says, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then keep this in mind also. Oh Allah, all praise is for you, there is no praise for me. Everything has come from you. Everything that I have is from your side. The daily food that you are giving me is from you. I am not, it's not my earnings, it is from you. So Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah. That there is none worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. Keep the meaning of these kalimat in mind. It will increase the virtue the value of what you are reciting of. Then, Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu and other sahaba radiallahu anhu, these 10 days in the month of Dhul Hijjah, they used to go into the marketplaces and they used to recite the takbir loudly so that the people also in hearing them, they used to also recite takbir. So ulama say, from Tahabi rahmatullah, he says, 
that this was the practice of the Sahaba and the previous people. That in these ten days they used to recite takbir very, very frequently. This is besides the takbir of tashriq that we know. That from the 9th of Dhul Shijjah till the 13th in the Fajr Sul Asr, after every salah he will be reciting the takbir loudly for the men, softly for the women. Besides this takbir, this is general takbir that a person makes during the month, during these 10 days. That whenever the opportunity arises, a person should take the name of Allah and speak about the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. This is the directive from the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Their practice, some, something which has left our lives now. We don't, we, we don't find, we hardly find people reciting takbir when it comes to the first 10 days of this month. To try and inculcate this in our lives also. And thereafter the Qurban itself. Great virtues have been mentioned by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for fulfilling this Qurbani on those who have the ability, if it is wajib upon them, that on these days, 10th, 11th and 12th, if any person has the nisab amount, roughly 8,000 rand if a person has, and it is wajib upon him to purchase an animal and do the qurbani. And the person who does not do this, is a stern warning from the side of Rasulullah wasallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is mentioned, that a person who has the ability, he has the means, he has the wealth. It is easy for him. And despite this, he does not slaughter an animal for qurbani. Then, فَلَا يَقْرُبَنَّ مُصَلَّانَ If he got no intention of doing it, he shouldn't even come close to our eat salah. Put it in the context of that time. Nabi Wasallam is telling Sahaba radiallahu anhu, that whoever has the means, but he does not do the qurbani, he mustn't come and eat salah behind Imagine. The Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying this, they don't even come behind me and do salah. Who wouldn't want to read salah behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? But despite this, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that if you have the means and do not do the qurbani, I have no intention of doing the qurbani, then don't even come near to the musalman. Don't even near come to the place of eat salah. And don't come and read salah behind me. So we should make up our minds that inshallah, if we have the ability, we will purchase the animal and we will do the qurbani. There are great rewards for this. Nabi Sallallahu has mentioned it will come on the day of Qiyamah, that animal, with its horns and its hooves and its hair. And this will be weighed for a person. And before even the blood touches the ground, Allah will give the reward. Allah mentions in the Quran, It is not, Allah does not want to see. The slaughtering of the animal is not the, the, the main objective. It is the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the taqwa that is in the heart of the person that makes him perform these actions. That is the main purpose. The background to this qurbani, we all know the story and qissa of Ibrahim alayhi salam and Ismail alayhi salam. After a long time, father and son are reuniting. But Allah's command is, Ibrahim alayhi salam sees the dream that he is slaughtering his son. So the dreams of Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam are also wahi and revelation from the side of Allah. So immediately sets out that this is the command of Allah I have to fulfill it. And both father and son both make taslim and accept the command and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they, he is ready to lay down his life for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this was a lesson of sacrifice of accepting the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is where it comes from. So we also in our time accept that this is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe a person has to spend a little bit of wealth, but this wealth will be replaced by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala many times over. In this world and in the hereafter. In the hereafter it will be in the, in the form of our scales becoming heavier. So one is, if a person has the wealth, he must do the qurbani. And do it personally also. 
Not that just a person sends his order and his money to a certain farm and then they slaughter it on his behalf and then deliver it to his house. No. This is not the spirit of Qurbani. Nabi told Fatima radiallahu anha, you must look at your Qurbani animal being slaughtered. Fashhadi. You look at it being slaughtered. And then he said that the meat and the blood of this animal will be put onto your scale on the day of Qiyamah and it will be multiplied 70 times for you. It will be multiplied 70 times for you. So the Qurbani has great reward also. It is a duty, but together with that Allah is so merciful. Allah has allowed us to partake of that meal, to partake of that meat, and together with that Allah is rewarding us for it. In the previous times, any sacrifice that was done, it, the person was not allowed to partake of that sacrifice. So, one is do the qurbani ourselves. And the other is try and do some qurbani in our, in our own homes. Nowadays you find a lot of advertisements advertising qurbani in a certain area, 200 rand, 300 rand, 700 rand. So a person thinks to himself that, yeah, if I have to do it here in South Africa, it will cost me 3,000 rand. And if I do it, do it somewhere else, it will cost me 700 rand, 500 rand, whatever it is. Let me just do it there. The qurbani will be done. Definitely your qurbani will be valid and done if it is handled in the proper way. But that is not the spirit of qurbani. The effect of this is that a person who always does this and he does not do qurbani himself, then qurbani will come out the life of his family and his children. They will not know what is qurbani. And the other is a person has, is not does not have the ability to partake of the blessed meal. That the, the, the meat from that qurbani is something which is full of barakah and blessing from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So make it a habit that inshallah we will try to do some qurbani at home. Yes, if you if there is a need in a certain area and Allah has blessed you with wealth, send your money there also. But at least do some qurbani at home to keep the spirit alive in our homes. So one is personally doing the qurbani. The other is to do it with a good heart, with a happy, happy heart. To do it in a way that a person is pleased to do it. If you look at our kabir and ulama, you will find sterling examples of how they did it from the bottom of their hearts. Malana, Mahmud al-Hasan, Deobandi rahimahullah, one of the great elders of our time, and the ustad of many of our seniors. It was his habit to purchase an animal and look after it for an entire year. A cow he would purchase and he would keep it for the entire year and feed it personally, see to the needs of this cow personally. Wash it, bath it, clean it, everything. And towards the end of the days, when the days of Qurbani should draw near, then he should substitute the normal food with special food. He would give the animal special food. And when the day of Qurbani should come, then he should go and slaughter that animal himself, shed a few tears, because that bond with that animal has been created for one year now. And thereafter, immediately purchase another animal and begin doing the same thing for the rest of the next year. When he was imprisoned in Malta by the English and the British, then the time of Qurbani came, it was his heart's desire to do a Qurbani. So he, he told the people there that were imprisoned, he kept him under imprisonment, that I wish to do a Qurbani. And that wish was from his heart. So they seeing also the desire of this person to do the Qurbani, they organized one sheep for him. And he did his qurbani in the jail also. And at the time of takbir, he shouted out the name of Allah, takbir, so loudly. After so many years, the name of Allah was not taken in that foreign land in this way. Now he brought back that sunnah also. So this was the, the desire for qurbani in their heart. The story of Habil and Qabil, we all know. That Adam alayhi salam used to have children. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the pair of twins and a pair of twins, brother and sister from there, should marry one another. This was who let the, 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 the population grow. 
So Habil and Qabil, they had some altercation among themselves, some problems. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this command that now present something. And whoever's, whoever's qurbani is accepted, whoever, whatever he presents, if it is accepted, then whatever he wants will go through. So both of them presented. One had sheep and goats, and he presented the fattest and the biggest of sheep for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the other had farm and crops. He presented some crops which are not very good quality. Obviously, Allah accepts from those who have taqwa and the best. So Allah accepted that of Habil, that sheep, that ram. And He did not accept the sacrifice of Qabil, which was something which was inferior. So we also, inshallah, when we are performing our qurbani, try and make sure, according to our means, whatever is possible, the best we can afford, we, we purchase that. And then make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept and try and partake also of the meat of qurbani, Nabi Wasallam. Hadratul, in his final, in the last year of his life, and he sacrificed 100 camels. How can a person eat from all of this? So Nabi Sallallahu commanded that a piece of each of these camels should be taken, put into a pot and cooked, and thereafter Rasulullah partook of some part of that. So the barakah of all those 100 camels was in that pot. So we also, inshallah, make the intention we will partake of the Qurbani meat also. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the faith of making amal wa akhul da'wan. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على السلام حي على السلام حي على البلاء حي على البلاء الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله على ذات عظيم الصفات سمي السمات كبير الشان جليل القدر رفيع الذكر مطال الأمر جليل البرهان فخيم الاسم غزير العلم وسيل حلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء عميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في القلق والأمر ونشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوت بشرح صدر وفي الذكر وصلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحدوا الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعة واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم السنة فإن السنة تهدي للإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي للمعصي ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكون من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم استغفروا الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستقره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضله فلا هادي له 
ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله وسله بالحق بشيره ونذيرا بين يديه الساعة أن يطيه الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصيهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حيان وثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نسائها أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة حمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر العباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطلة لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله تعالى عنهم من كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحب أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغض أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين لونهم ثم الذين لونهم اللهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عايز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وإنهاء الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم مشكروا لي ولا الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده 
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألهاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترونها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والأقل مسلمين التقين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم أنت السلام منك السلام تبارك يا ذو الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعيننا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا مقتير ما منعت ولا ينفعك الجد من الجد ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وانفر اخفنا في امرنا وثبت اقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الاحياء منهم الاموات انك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم انا نسالك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره والفوز بالجنه والنجاه والنار اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وعملا متقبلا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم ارحمنا وكان موتى المسلمين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا تقبل مني انك انت السميع العليم تب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين